0: The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. The Remarkable People Podcast. Listen, do, repeat for life. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's Remarkable Podcast and special episode. We are at episode 100 of the podcast, and not only is it episode 100, but ironically, we're recording two days after our three-year anniversary. So to commemorate this milestone, we have intern Casey with us. Casey, how are you today, brother? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well, and I'm glad you're on this side of the camera with me this week. So ladies and gentlemen, I know most of you around the world, God has blessed our podcast. We are getting to help people all over the world. We're in over 105 countries. Like I said, we've been doing this for three years now, actively for two. We have the 100th episode releasing and we already have about three months worth of content just waiting to be released. And we're so thankful you're part of our community. So in this episode, intern Casey gets to be not only behind the scenes, but in front of the camera. So if you're used to checking out our podcast on the podcast directory side, whether through Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, or anything... Check out the YouTube version so you can actually meet intern Casey, see this handsome fella, and get to experience a different format of the show. And again, we're just going to have fun in this episode. We're going to hopefully bring you content that still has value. But next week, we're going to pick right back up with our remarkable guest in episode 101. So, Casey. At this time, you had some questions ready for us. I have no idea what intern Casey's going to ask. This is live, no edits, because he's obviously here. He can't edit for me. So, Casey, what do you have for us today, brother?
1: Well, let's start off with your background. Like, what, how did you become the man you are today?
0: Oh, man. Well.
1: This is live, so I can I throw you right into it.
0: How far back do you want me to go? Let's we'll
1: start at the beginning, like we do in every podcast.
0: All right. So, I was born in Massachusetts. My mom was single, not married. My dad didn't have anything to do with us. And I grew up with my mom and my grandma for the first four and a half years. And then from there, I went through life kind of alone, had a lot of struggles, thankful to God. But my my grandma died when I was four and a half and she was a lot of stability in my life. And then as time went on, I kind of was just trying to search for meaning, search for truth, find stability. And my mom loved me a lot, but she had her own demons she was battling. So she was in her own place and her own world. And I kind of was alone a lot. And then we didn't have a lot of money. We grew up American standard poor. And, you know, there was the problems with that growing up, like going to school with the welfare tickets for lunch and kids making fun of you. And, you know, I was kind of chubby and had acne. And so you had the normal problems. Then we also had some, you know, issues at home. Then as I grew up in my teens, I was always sick and I was really losing my mind. I was actually losing a grip on reality because I knew I was sick, but doctors kept telling me I was fine. And then when I was 15, I started going to church because I was just losing it. And then the pastor would tell me about God, and I'd listen, and I'd read my Bible. And that's at the point where I trusted Christ as my savior, where I saw, wow, the Bible's real. Everything I see in life, everything I hear, everything I filter, all the answers are in the Bible. And that, like 180 degrees, changed my life. And from there, all the Just anxieties and twisted mental thoughts I was feeling because, you know, I'm sitting there in bed sick for days and the doctors are telling me nothing's wrong. I just had confidence in Christ that no matter what's going on, God's got me. And then when I'm 18, they find out it was in my head. It was called a tumor and it was growing there for years. And the dirtbag doctors at that time didn't find it because, like I said, my mom, I love her, she loved me. But she was always sick and depressed and had her own medical issues. So the doctors thought it was like, I think it's called Munchausen, where the mom uses the kid to get attention. And so they thought I was making it up. The Long story short, I had a tumor in my head for years and ended up three weeks before I graduated from high school, they found it. And a week after I graduated, I had surgery. They wanted to do it immediately because they thought I was going to die. But I was like, I've had it this long. What's another month? I want to graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. So I graduate from high school, have surgery. They take a tumor out the size of an orange with a tail down my throat, grows back two months later. And they're like, that's impossible. So then they take it out again and it grows back. And that's a huge story because I should have died. They said you have like, you know, at least a 50% chance of death. Then you have a 90% chance of disfiguration. Then you have a like 75% chance of mental retardation. And they just kept going on. I'm like, I don't care. I know God. I have his confidence. Now that you found it, I'm super happy because I know I'm not going crazy. And I'm 18. I'm a legal adult. And in Massachusetts at that time, they have the welfare system. I hated being on welfare growing up. but the intent of welfare is you get on welfare, use it for when you need it, and then you get on your feet and get off welfare. Well, when I turned 18, I immediately had nothing. So they put me in the system. And what happened was I got the world's greatest doctor, Dr. William Montgomery, and he did my surgery. So he took it out and it grew back and he took it out and it grew back. And I can talk about it another time, but each surgery is a miracle of God. and. They didn't have to disfigure me. I obviously didn't die. And the only side effects I have from the surgeries is I've never felt hunger since after the second surgery, it grew back again. So I have radiation. When I had radiation therapy, it just started shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. To this day, I haven't had a problem with it. Thanks to God, the radiation and a special diet went on. The diet had no dairy and no sugar for two years. And I mean nothing, not in bread, not in ketchup nothing. So pulling sugar and dairy and all those toxins out of my body, having radiation, everything got better. The only problem is one day they missed with the radiation and they fried part of my brain. So to this day, I don't feel hunger. So if we're sitting there working and talking and hanging out, I'll just all of a sudden start getting like real tired. And it's like, oh, I need to eat. So I don't feel hunger like normal people. And then I am physically slower. Most people don't know it. But like, I used to be physically fast and now I'm slow. So it's just part of life. But other than that, I'm still alive and kicking. So then after that, went on with life, had two awesome children. And then in my mid thirties, following God, I was working in Northwest Florida, Northwest, <laughs> Northwest of America, the Pacific Northwest. And I was selling less lethal weapons and body mm-hmm. armor. And then I got some bad dental work in 2005.
1: Wait, let's go back. Yeah, and Didn't you sell some tanks to the Seattle?
0: No, no. okay, okay. The company I worked for at the time, they had multiple companies and divisions. And the Seattle SWAT at one point needed a tank for their SWAT team. So we got them hooked up with our division. So they bought a couple of tanks from us. So, so you sold them a tank? I didn't personally, but I referred them to the other division of our company. And they... Got what they needed so they can take care of business. So, you need a couple of tanks when you're on the SWAT team. And then, but I specialize in less lethal weapons and body armor. So, that means everything from holsters and batons to, well, chemical munitions and grenade launchers. So, if there was a riot, there was actually a small riot in one state, and I drove up to the law enforcement, I said, hey, take what you need. And they just pulled it out of the back of my tundra and went to town and took care of business. So I had a pretty cool job. And in 2005, I had dental work and I was in constant pain, starting getting sick, like stomach aches and headaches and nerve pain. So I went for two years and they didn't know what was wrong with me. And I kept saying, it start with dental work, start with dental work. And then in 2007, God called us to Pensacola Christian to teach there. So I immediately left my job. There's a whole story behind that, too, with I didn't obey at first. And then my house got robbed. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Got (laughs) got that right. Came down to Pensacola Christian to teach. And on the way over, I collapsed in Texas. Like we drove cross country, had a blood infection. So I went from normal Dave to 140 pounds, I think. And the doctors, after like a year of agony, literally everyday agony, they're like, Get your affairs in order, you're dying, whatever. And then I'm like, Well, if I'm gonna die, like, send me to the Mayo Clinic. So they send me to the Mayo Clinic. I go up there, they do all these tests. But in one week, they found out what was wrong. And guess what? It was the tooth. The stupid dentist from the Northwest put an infection in my face. The infection hit a nerve was just lighting me up where I was in pain all the time, but then simultaneously it was poisoning me. So I ended up being sick, losing my gallbladder, having all sorts of issues. So they go in, they sh- take out a couple of teeth, they scrape out the spot. I had diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia and they told me not to take out the teeth, but I'm like, if I'm dying, I'm dying my way. Forget, you know, forget <laughs> chances. Let's just do this. Kill me faster. Or I'm going to live. Thank-, thank God I lived. And, So anyway, so I got those out, started getting better, fat again, right? Back up to 18 as of this morning. And I haven't worked out since 2018. So we we got all that going on. And then after in 2010, I left the college, which was fantastic. And I just started working locally as a consultant for sales and marketing. And then we just kept growing, growing, growing. And then in 2019, God lays in my heart to start a podcast. I even know what a podcast was. I didn't listen to podcasts. I've never interviewed anybody before. But he's like, you need to start this podcast and you inter- need to interview Cisco. So if you listen to Cisco's episode, I explain how I met Cisco at the fights and how I ended up just saying, hey, man, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> he's like, what's well, a podcast? I'm like, it's like an interview. I don't know what I'm doing, but let's do it. So we did it. So if you go back to episode two, that's my first interview. And then we kind of bumped around for a few months. And then in December of 2019, we really got serious. And it's been a weekly show ever since we've done, I mean, we've taken some breaks for seasons and now we're in season five. Casey's been our intern since you can see his t-shirt since season two. And he was doing it way back before we had video and he was hand doing everything and some audio programs and now he does audio and video. So he's he's taking it to the next level. So that's it. That's the, the story in a nutshell. And now I'm just happy. I got two great teens, an 18-year-old daughter, a 19-year-old son. I live in a condo on the beach, thanks to God. Behind those curtains, there's a picture you're going to see right here. Boop. Picture me and Casey. That's a real picture. That's not Photoshop. That's my backyard. We always shut these blinds, but that's what's behind the curtain, right? Behind Oz. So does that answer
1: your question, man? Yeah, it does. It does. You just did the whole interview in like 14 minutes there.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot to dig into. So you can ask any specific questions you want. I get shy. So I interview people and I love interviewing people. I make friends across the world and we have them share their value with the audience. But for my story, I get shy. So, I mean, really, if I had to boil down everything, God's there. He's real. Even in the darkest day. Everything turns around as soon as you realize, like, hey, God loves me. God's not vindictive. He's not, you know, merciless. If I'm going through this, he's not causing it, but he's allowing it. And if he's allowing it, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever the attack is on you, it doesn't matter. Because if God's allowing that piece of trash, Satan, to do it and saying you're a piece of trash, you know it. All the angels that chose him are demons and they're pieces of trash. And they're all going to burn forever in the lake of fire. And they target me and you and Casey and anybody trying to serve God. And people give a lot of attention to Satan. Yeah, Satan can kick Dave Pascal's butt, but he can't kick God's butt. And it says greater is he that's in you, meaning the Holy Spirit, God, than he that's in the world means all of Satan. So there's more good in us as Christians, more power of God inside of us than there is all evil in the world. And that's why I can go boop, to Satan in case he just put a funny black thing. I didn't actually really put a finger up, but seriously, <laughs> like, let's go, Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Satan. You know, it's just like, forget him. <laughs> right? We'll mark this explicit.
1: A little more yeah. unsafe for kids as YouTube likes it.
0: Yeah. So what else? What else are you going to
1: yeah, go back into you being called to Pensacola Christian College? Because that's like the first time you've been called to do something. So it sounds like you. Yeah. I mean, called. well, tell us how how that process happened and the decision to move and how walk us through that a little bit. Okay.
0: That's actually, it's a good story. So the only thing I'd say is that's not the first time. I mean, once you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit indwells you. You know, when we pray, we talk to God. When we read our Bible or through just the leading of the Holy Spirit, God talks to us. So my whole life, I've just tried to have a real dialogue with God because there's no purpose of lying. He knows us. He knows who we are. And you can BS everybody. You can even BS yourself, but you can't bluff God. So, my whole life, I try to have a dialogue with God. And if I'm making decisions, I'm praying that, okay, if I'm wrong, God, please, I'm going to move this direction. But if I'm wrong, please change my course. So, in 2007, it was actually 2006. I'm working for the armor company, and it was a fantastic company, fantastic job, fantastic people. To be quite blunt, it was most people's dream job. And I'm sitting there. And I was in, I want to say it was North Dakota. It was North Dakota, Wyoming. It was a Midwestern state. And I'm working out because, you know, when you travel a lot, when you do sales, you're on planes, trains, automobiles, you're still all the time and you're eating out all the time. So you want to move when you're in those hotels. And when I'm sitting there working out in the gym, the VP came in. One of the VPs came in. There's multiple VPs in large companies. Mm -hmm. And he were talking and, you know, back then I'm in my early thirties. And he's like, dude, he's like, in just a few years, you're going to be a VP here. And that equates to number one, a huge honor. Number two, huge amounts of money. And, you know, it was great life. And when he said that, I immediately was like empty. Now, most people would have been elated and I was empty. So I started praying to God about what he wanted me to do. And the idea came through to teach. Now, I've never taught in my life. Frankly, I wasn't a good student, okay? I barely made it through high school. College, I kind of bumped by because I didn't care. I just wanted the degree. Later, I went on to get a master's and took it seriously and got a 3.98. You know what I mean? The, one, the, the .02. you know who did it. I, the tests were bad and even the school admitted it. So I could add a 4.0. <laughs> that's a subject. That's a sore subject. But anyways, no, I'm just kidding. The chair wrote the test for the one class I took, and everybody was flunking. And it was this known issue with the school, and they're like, yeah, we're fixing it next semester. And I'm like, well, what about us in this semester? So anyways, go back. I just derailed, but that's how I am if you know me. So so. it's 2006, and I'm praying to God, and I'm not sharing with anybody. I'm just trying to keep it between God and I I have direction. And I'm like, wow, I just got offered an incredible like, future and I don't want anything to do with it. So I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And I start reading and hearing teaching and I'm like, what? And then I end up flying back home and as I get off the plane, we lived in a town in northern Washington state. Called Cedra Woolley, and I think at that point we actually moved to Mount Vernon, and there's, it was about an hour and a half north of Seattle. So I flew into Seattle, and at that time my wife, she was driving, I was in the passenger seat, the kids were in the back sleeping in their car seats. That's how little they were, and when they were sleeping, I don't know what happened or why, but my wife at that time said have you ever thought about teaching? And I just was like, whoa.
1: Oh, I love when that happens.
0: And <laughs> by that point, I specifically, this is kind of weird, I wasn't ready for this question. So all the facts, you know, everything's coming back. But I specifically felt led to go to School Christian to teach by that point. And my wife was like, have you ever thought about teaching? And I'm like, what made you ask that? She's like, I don't know. i just been thinking about it all this week. And I'm like, oh. So I'm like, okay, well, we could have a real talk then. Because you know, we had a comfortable life, made a lot of money, had a lot of fun. I mean, my kids are four or five years old, shooting grenade launchers. <laughs> it's <mean, that's> pretty <laughs> fun, pretty fun stuff, right? So I'm like, hey, well, I actually feel like I should be teaching and specifically at Pensacola Christian. And her face turned white. So that's when, in 2006, we were being led by God, both of us. Like, hey, you're supposed to be teaching, you're supposed to be teaching a Pensacola Christian. So I'm like, okay, well, if we're gonna do this, you know, we gotta, you know, think about it, pray about it. I'm just basically making excuses because it was a big switch. And making money as a teacher, I made more, I paid more in taxes than I'd make teaching at the college. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when this was all going on. I was kind of dragging my feet. Well, now I felt that if I didn't make this decision and move by January 1st, I needed to make it by January 1st. It wasn't like a threat of God, but it was like, I want you there by January 1st. I didn't take action. And again, all the details, I have to go back and look at my notes. God bless you, mate. But I didn't take action. And on January 2nd, I left for Canada. To go to a to sell weapons. Like, so I was going north to sell weapons and I finished early. So I came down. My wife called me hysterical. Again, my wife at the time called me hysterical. It's like someone broke into our house. And I just was happening. I was only 20 minutes away. So I went north. I came back. I was only 20 minutes away and I was heading down to South Oregon. Mm -hmm. So I pulled over, came in, actually beat the cops there. And all they did is they kicked in our door. We just moved into that house two weeks earlier. So they were casing our house. I had a duffel bag with everything from the safety deposit box from when we moved banks, because we moved banks, because we moved across Mm -hmm. town, threw it in the safe. And guess what? The only thing they took was the safe. So they took the guns, they took jewelry, they took cash, and they took all of our documentation. So, social security cards, birth certificates, passports, our families, passports. And I was like, I knew this happened because I wasn't obedient. And then I prayed and I said, God, it would be a miracle. Because the cops are like, there's no way you'll get this stuff back. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care about anything except the documents. Because identity theft's a nightmare. And I was like, I just want the peace of mind knowing we have all that back. So I pleaded with God and prayed with God and our friends and our church members prayed. And six days later, We get a call from the sheriff's department that it just so happens the sheriff went by before a storm. Somebody apparently took the safe, beat it open, took what they want out and threw the safe into the Skagit river. When the safe, went the Skagit river, it slammed the lid shut and stuck. So the sheriff that was there for another reason, saw something shiny, went in, took the safe out. And then together, we got a crowbar. They knew it was mine. We'd got a crowbar and opened it. Guns, cash, jewelry, all gone. But all of our paperwork was safely in there, a hundred percent of it. So at that point, I'm like, God, whatever you want, you have all the power. We're following you. So I said to my my ex wife, I said, Hey, we need to get serious about this. Let's make a list of all the things that need to happen, and The list had, I think it was like, I probably have it somewhere, but I had like 16 things that would have to happen for us to be able to move to Pensacola. And all of them happened in like 30 days. Like it was impossible for that stuff to happen, even selling a house. And it was just like done 30 days. So then we end up moving to Pensacola. And then that was in that 2007 where I said on the way down, I collapsed And got sick. So we move, we're being obedient to God. And during that time, I collapse and I'm sick for two years. Like I was in pain for two years, light, mild, getting stomach aches. But then I'm talking every day, very serious pain, very serious sickness, dropped down to 140 pounds. It was terrible. So, but I knew it was God's will. And what happens when you're following God? You get attacked by Satan. So I knew it was only temporary. And I knew that Satan was doing his best to derail us. So my job is just to keep following God. That's what we did.
1: It reminds me of the story of Jonah and the whale. Yeah. Well, except, except you're getting in, in actually by a whale, but it's definitely a symbol that stuff happens. Yeah. Because you know, if you didn't know, it's really hard because the Hebrew, but the Hebrew always points to even to like the sailors were like, this is your God doing that and you're still here. So they almost kicked them off the boat for that. And we look at this picture of you just you, you got to go. You got to go. Otherwise, he'll make you go. Just like what happened with David here. If you don't go, he'll make you go.
0: And it's what's best for you.
1: It's what's best for you. It's when you'll be happy. It is.
0: It's when everything will be like at most peace in your heart. Circumstances can be variable, but your peace in your heart is oh so good when you're following Christ. So, yeah.
1: All right, uh, then you got the uh, prophet Isaiah wrote the book of Isaiah, it's, it's a pretty long book. I'm pretty sure it's like 30 chapters, maybe. I'm, that's off the top of my head. But in there, in the beginning, it talks about, I'm pretty sure it talks about, it doesn't he doesn't want to go, right? So he refuses, and then it says, the Lord came upon me with a strong hand. So literally, the Lord picked him up and said, you're going to go, and you're going to go. And he was like, no, nah, I don't want to go. It's just like, we saw Jonah. And eventually, he got to a point where he just had to go, you know, otherwise, he was going to like, lose it. So it's kind of, kind of happened to you. Similar thing kind of happened to me, but yours is a lot more extreme. I didn't have all my precious documents thrown into a river. Just get them recovered six days later.
0: Yeah. I mean, it all happens differently for everybody. And, you know, we're skipping a lot of parts of our lives and you're listening. You probably had way harsher things happen, but I mean, there's highs and lows for everybody. And our job is just to, Follow God, love God, love others, be there for each other when we can. Don't be the dummy like Job's friends, but be the loving guide that God intended us to be for each other. And, you know, like I said, we haven't covered a lot of it because it's a whole life, but it's a lot of dark times that and hardships that we've had to face, but we get through them and you will too. And then, Casey, your life is just starting, so you'll have great times know. and a little bit of challenges. It's just part of life.
1: As long as my safe isn't thrown into a river.
0: <laughs> oh, that was easy one. Compared that was the easy?
1: That no. was the easy, man. I just, I mean, you don't want to have identity
0: theft, period, but you certainly don't want to have your entire families and friends who trust you because you're the responsible um, one and everybody's passports and birth certificates are stolen. It's just a nightmare. Like a nightmare. The government protects everybody that's not innocent. You know what I mean? They, they protect the convicts, they protect the, the criminals, they protect the people coming in our country illegally. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have immigration. My family came here from Italy and I'm so thankful to be an American they were too, but when people come over illegally and wrong, and that's what I'm talking about, but our country doesn't protect people from identity theft. I mean, they, they just, they're like, Oh, too bad. So sad. Have fun. Yeah. And it's just a big issue. So that was back then they might have more resources now but in 2007 it was like tough luck so sad have a good day yeah
1: this was in 2007 if that happened today oh you know all your stuff would have been gone it would be on yeah. the black mark in like two seconds yeah and i'm just Take glad. a picture and be like oh yeah, there you go
0: i'm just glad i had dumb criminals and with little feet little feet the person who kicked in my door had like a size like eight child shoe <laughs> i was like if i see somebody with small feet by my house they're going down
1: well, good thing I'm a size 10. Yeah, I'm, a yeah, size, yeah, yeah. I'm a size 8, 7. Yeah, I can imagine it. It's just like a little footprint in the door. It's like, did a hobbit break in?
0: Yeah, I was, trust me, a reporter came. I actually have a picture of it. I was on the front page of the local newspaper. And the dude was walking through my yard after. And, you know, there's a high statistic probability that criminals come back within the first week after they rob your house because you don't typically have enough time to get an alarm system put in. And they don't, they get the stuff they missed the first time. Well, I had an alarm system put in the next day, but the dude came in my yard and I didn't know who it was. And he was sitting there walking around and I came up with a shovel and I pinned him against his truck. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm a reporter. I wanted to run a story. I'm like, what are you doing in my yard? And we ended up becoming friends, but I literally had him (laughs) pinned against his truck with a shovel and I was ready to push. So you don't need a gun. You don't need a fork. You can use a shovel. All sorts of (laughs) anything can be a weapon. A magazine can be a weapon. And I'm not against I'm not for violence, but I'm against stupid morons. And (laughs) here's a here's a little plug in for the rights of Americans. If you take away the Second Amendment and take the guns away of the honest people, only the criminals have guns. So don't be a moron. Everybody should have guns. So the bad people don't use theirs. There you go. Think on that.
1: Yeah, we can we can all have shovels instead.
0: Yeah, listen, that's so stupid. I've been on a plane where my buddy had an American flag pin and they told him he had to take it off because it was a weapon. And no joke, the seat in front of us, there was an old lady with knitting needles that were two feet long. <laughs> she could have stabbed through the chair and killed somebody. I'm like, this is a broken system. She's an
1: old lady. So yeah, she's awesome. sitting there. No, that's matter. Inconspicuous.
0: You're stereotyping, Casey.
1: I, of course I'm stereotyping. It's, it's a st- stereotype. It's statistical, okay? Listen, mm-hmm. old ladies typically don't stab people.
0: Listen, if a bomb goes off and they say an Italian-American is suspected to do it, I I should be being pulled over because I fit the profile. So if you are in a place and they say an Irishman or someone from Ghana or someone from Singapore, well, obviously, you start pulling those people over who fit that profile. It's not stereotyping. It's logic. So anyways, we're really derailing here, but I love everybody. There's one race, the human race, the people who tell you are different races are the people who are trying to divide you. I bleed red. It's actually blue, but when it hits oxygen, it turns red. All of us bleed red and God made us all and God loves us all. There's different nations, there's different cultures, but there's only one race, the human race. Now, stereotypes Are they stereotypes (laughs) or are they true? Are Italians passionate people? Yes. Are blank, blank? Maybe. But anyways, (laughs) all I'm saying is if somebody comes in my yard, I don't care if it's a gun
1: a rock, a shovel, they're not going to hurt my family if I'm around. And then that. See, I'm, you know, I can be conscripted being 19, but I can't have a firearm until I'm 21.
0: Yeah, you can go serve the country.
1: You can serve at 16, right?
0: If you have parents, no, I think it's, you can go in as a minor in some cases if you have parental blessing but it's 18 so you can join the service and serve your country and die for your country at 18 but you can't have a beer till you're 21 but now weed weed is the wonder drug you can oh, have yeah. all sorts of weed and you're fine i'm not advocating on, weed here i'm being you. sarcastic because once the government figured out how to monetize weed it became the miracle drug and they want everybody to buy it so that's you're getting all sorts of content i don't know if my numbers in the podcast are gonna raise or drop after this episode but hey we're being real
1: it's gonna they're gonna, they're gonna go do this No. Nah. oh wait youtube or <laughs> hate you youtube and us all the no, Sprout, no, no, no. Apple apple apple
0: apple shadow ban on apple and i have emails from them saying we are yes so go, go ahead so it's not really street. shadow ban it's banned it's just banned we don't like you so we reserve the right to delete your reviews but go on, what else you got for oh, us let's today? See.
1: What did you start teaching at college? I don't think you went over that.
0: I taught marketing, sales, management, public relations, interview skills.
1: Okay. Let's go back. You didn't. You said we can go to episode two, but why don't you just go ahead and tell us what really made you start the podcast. That family. Give, give us some more insight into that segment. Okay. Yeah. How was it like? What was the setup looking like? was it like a small business kind of environment? Cause we do interview a lot of small business people and we want to know how similar your story is to theirs. I guess yeah, what? no.
0: So I truly love God and I truly love people and I want to help people. And <clears throat> when we were just through my whole life, it's like, okay, how can I help more people? How can I help more people? And with the internet, you're out there, you get the whole world. Like I said, We started off just to see what happens and now we're in 105 countries and we're not doing anything for marketing. And I'm a marketing guy, just organic. It's so beautiful. Well, when I was sitting at that fight, I just inside, I heard that still small voice of God saying, go enter, go talk to that guy. So I talked to that guy and he ends up being an eight time world kickboxing champion. And then I start talking to him. And then I felt God saying, you need to interview him. I'm like, I don't even know what, I've never interviewed anybody in my life. What are you talking about? I don't have a, I don't have a show, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you need to start a podcast. So then I'm like, what? So I'm sitting there doing that, arguing with God where I'm, you know, reading and praying and then he's giving me answers and then I'm rejecting them. Right. So stupid. But anyways, when I finally submitted, I met somebody else and he said, you need to interview her too. Once I asked her and then she said, yes. Then I went back and I got in the car. I said, Hey, Cisco. And that's where it all went from there. So my true motivation is just to help people grow. When you read the podcast description says to glorify God by helping people grow. That's what it is, man. It's like the best thing is when I get to help people or connect them with someone else who's going to help them. And we get feedback like, hey, I will listen to that episode and it just changed my life. Those are just fantastic moments. So that's where I do it. We don't get paid. We don't do it for money. We don't, we put a lot of time in. I put time in, Casey puts time in. I mean, I put in probably 10 to 15 hours a week on the podcast, and we're not even doing a fraction of what we could be doing. I mean, I wish this was a full-time thing, but uh, what do you yeah, put in?
1: It, de- it depends how well the video wants to behave <laughs> <laughs> for the processing. It'll be sometimes, it'll give me like two errors, Like I just uploaded this twice.
0: But I mean, Casey's a full-time student, he does an internship at a church, he's got his own life, and you're still putting what, five hours a weekend?
1: Oh, like seven.
0: Seven. Okay, seven. So,
1: like, like, let's say yesterday, Saturday, I was working on it for like three to ten. Just most of it's babysitting the processing, but I go through, and make sure all the ums and stuff is out. I listen to it. I make do all that fun stuff, and that was before we had a program called the script. The script is awesome. It's not a plug from the script. I highly recommend. We'll the put script. a link in the show notes. No, no, not not they're not sponsored at all for legal reasons. it's Not sponsored, but it's awesome. It means I can put those weird images in. Like if you said put something here, I can put something here.
0: We're gonna put a spinning basketball.
1: Hey, wait, that's a lot harder to put in. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how to put that in. I'm, now I'm he's just, challenged. I'm not educated at all. I'm just some random kid off the street that he picked up. I was abducted. I wasn't. I was not abducted. I shouldn't have said that. That was bad. But yeah, just go back in there. They were like I said, just said I'm there. It'll remove it. So if I just if it just blanked out, it automatically does that. That's why I highly recommend it. But we used to use a system called Audacity, and
0: Audacity is a great system, and it's made for music though. So make sure you don't want to throw a great company under the bus. But it made Casey's life hard, and when we switched to video, it made it almost impossible.
1: Yeah, because the re—I mean, it's great, but if if I said, let's say I said, it probably just cut out there again. So I'm sorry. Pretend I said random filler word
0: rhinoceros
1: rhinoceros i would have to mainly go in and edit that out and i so i had to listen to the podcast the whole episode so like you guys would be listening and i had to listen in so let's say it's a we had this one three hour episode i think one time three and a half that three was a long
0: except jeff galvin agt so, the man is working you can look up american gene technologies he and his team are through seven patient trials and fully, as far as we know, so far they have a lot more tests to run. But these people are being cured of HIV, so it's the first company. A lot of companies have claimed it. This is the only company that's been delivering. I'm excited. To say hence the I, long episode.
1: Hence the long episode, yeah. But I had to manually listen into that and take out all the ums. I mean, rhinoceroses, manually. So that was quite, kind kind of fun, but. So now it's a lot simpler. Just just us just a little background on how the podcasts work. It's a little weirder because we're sitting right next to each other. If you're not watching on YouTube, but you should
0: subscribe too. I always forget to tell people that. Just click
1: subscribe and
0: you'll be notified when new episodes are released.
1: Click that little bell icon too. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Get automatically notified. But what happens, this is what kind of happens behind the scene. I'm gonna I'm gonna have him go in detail here in a second about how, how we interview guests and all that. But essentially, what we do here is, you know, how it works is he sits on one side and the guest sits on the other side of the screen. So you don't really see both of us or the interviewee and the interviewer on the same screen. We're doing that now. So you kind of get a good picture of how we talk and who we are and our character traits by watching the YouTube video. Right now, you can see his wonderful apartment and all that. Um, yeah. So let's let's go back into how the podcast works.
0: So basically... We get guests, which people ask me. That it must be the number one question. Where do you get your guests? Yeah. And it truly is just God brings them. Like, I'll meet somebody. I'll find a stranger. And I'm like, man, there's something about them. There's something. Everybody's got a story in them. Everybody has something special. But sometimes God just is like, go talk to that person. So I do. And then other times, I got a, our website, you know, davidpascaloncom forward slash guest info. People find that people listen to our podcast. We've been blessed. I think, again, without even making a a hard effort, you know, we're in like, there's 2.8 million podcasts in the world and we're in the top 2% of all podcasts, all countries. And that's pretty, so I'm proud of that, but I didn't do it. We did our best. God brings the increase, but people will find us and they'll reach out to us. So they go to that web link and then we get about a hundred apps a month. And then I set up calls with people who I think are even, you know, they fit the profile and then there's that profile and stereotyping. Oh, no. No. They fit the profile. And then once you have, I have a 10, 15 minute conversation with them. So that eats time. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of time that goes into this. And then those people, we schedule the interview. Then once the interview scheduled, we're actually have a backlog of about two to three months. Like I just look at the calendar. If someone met me today, and I'm like, Oh, let's do it we can't even record until December. And right now it's July 24th, second. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, God's been good to us and he's always good. When we think things are bad, he's still good. When we think things are great, he's still good, but I'm just using that as an example. So then a the guest and I agree, it's a good fit for both of us. And a good fit means it's going to glorify God. It's going to help our community grow help our community, you know, be encouraged and and be able to connect and not just hear what they achieved, but how they did it in practical steps. And then we record their episode and then release it. And we're back and forth on that. We've gone from record today, release tomorrow, which is hyper stressful to, oh, there's a three or three, four month backlog. So we're trying to get it where we're two weeks from the time we record to the time we release. That's our goal, right? That's our goal for season uh, six. It's
1: my, it's my attempted goal. That's
0: what we're, We are going to accomplish that for <laughs> season six because I'm tired of the stress and the waiting. So we're going to accomplish well, that's
1: it. That's all me though. Yeah. I'm the guy who knows all the stress. You you you're three months ahead. I'm yeah, three yeah, months yeah. behind. I'm working on them.
0: We'll get it. We'll get it. But anyway, so that's how it works. And then when the episode airs, I mean, when the episode gets recorded, I don't talk to the guests. So if you're listening to me now and you've heard other episodes, we don't talk to the guests in depth. I do enough research to make sure it's legit as much as I can do. And then make sure and thank you know, 100 episodes. I've only had one episode with an issue. So I thank God for that, right? And that episode has been pulled. But other than that, We try to make the conversation as organic as possible. It's just like two friends having a cup of coffee, smoking a cigar, getting to know each other. So you and I are, and them are all in a room together, just getting to know each other. And then we go through their story and it's just chronological from birth to today. And then we not only hear what they achieved or overcame, but then we break it down in practical steps, how they got to this point of success or overcoming this, this huge hurdle so, we can too. And these episodes have helped me. They've personally like benefited my life. I made friends all over the world, and it's been fantastic. So, even on the other side of this camera, even though I don't see one hundred and five countries worth of people, I'm thankful I get to do this, and this is a fantastic opportunity. But for you as the listener, I hope you love it. And if you can't give us a five star review in Apple or Chartable or Spotify or listener notes or YouTube, Write me why so we can make the show better for you. This truly is to glorify God and to help you grow and to know him more. So after we interview the guests, we always transition. Then where's the guest today and where are they heading? So now we as listeners can help them get there. And then after that, we close the episode. In turn, Casey does his fantastic job and then we bring it to you.
1: It's more like I attempt to do a Fantastic job. It's it's really the, uh, the program that does most of it.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll work on him.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, and okay. we're going to get
0: him. We realize we just got this new T-shirt. If you're watching, this is the season five art. And Casey's got a season two. So we got to bump him up. We're going to order him a custom season five artwork. Well, mine says
1: Remarkable Intern Casey on it.
0: I know. We'll get you that. It and, was if,
1: backwards, so. and
0: as our listener, if you want some swag, go to our website davidpaswellen.com check out the shop and in there we have the remarkable people podcast swag so you can get your own and we'd be honored if you would wear it and pimp it around town that's actually some of the coolest stuff like i've been all over the country for work and people have heard of my podcast and you know they've known me and then i'm with my son who does social media you know like What's it called? He's an
1: influencer.
0: Influencer. Sorry, he's my. To me, he's Johnny. He's my son. But to other people, it's like,
1: oh, Johnny Pasquale.
0: And then for me, people were on a trip in Miami, and and they're like geeking out over him. And then people were geeking out over me, and we're both like, this is so weird. I'm Dave. You're Johnny. That's it. We're nothing more. That's it. But it is cool to meet people who listen to the show, who watch us online. And then to hear the change it's made in their life or, you know, inspired them to start businesses or inspired them to, you know, they've had a bad relationship with their mom or dad for years. And it was a catalyst to get them to to get back in there or whatever it is. They were abused as a child. I had one person, you know, Mm -hmm. all sorts of stories that I get to hear privately that obviously I can't share on air. Yeah. But it's a blessing. And uh, the artwork, the shirts, I'll be a couple of times I was going through drive throughs like a drive through of McDonald's and a Remarkable People podcast sticker was on the glass window from the inside. That means an employee put it there. And I was like, this is so cool. This is just awesome. And I've been through other drive throughs and bathroom stalls. So people ask for our stickers and I send them out. Well, and it's free? Yeah. If you want a free sticker, write me. We'll send them to you and just put them wherever you see fit. I mean, don't break the law, quote, quote, air quotes with my fingers. <laughs> but do what you gotta do to help promote the podcast, right? So it's been good. No, but seriously, it so encourages me when you go like I was at the fairgrounds one time. I went to the bathroom and boom, there was my sticker on the back of the door. You know, I
1: was like, <laughs> Yeah, I like this. That's really some upfront advertising, isn't it?
0: It is. It's a way. No, the <laughs> intent of the sticker was just like you know, you put on your own personal stuff. Yeah. But when people stick them around town, because when you ask for a sticker, we're paying for the postage. We're paid for the stickers. We'll throw like five or six of them in there and ship them out, so they get extras and send me pictures for where you post them. That would be awesome.
1: Speaking of where, where do they? What's your link to send stuff to you or have? Them if you want whatever. a sticker,
0: just go to davidpastafalone dot com. Go to the contact us page, and then just there's actually a drop down for stickers. And you just hit send me stickers and put in your information. I'll send them to you. What
1: about reviews though? Where do people go to review?
0: Oh, okay. Like, so for reviews, reviews, not all podcast directories allow you to leave reviews. So excuse me, Spotify, charitable, listener notes, And really, Apple Podcasts, even though they don't treat us well, if you leave a review on Apple, if you don't mind, just take a screenshot, send me a copy, just so I have a backlog if we ever decide to sue them for (laughs) for bias and illegal censorship. If there's an attorney out there, give me a holler. No, I I don't want to go through a lawsuit, but they're scumbags. God, I'll take care of them. But yeah, so that's it. So you can leave reviews. Basically, if you listen to the show on a podcast player, check if your podcast player has a rating system and if you can it would be a huge honor to leave us a five-star review and i always say and i mean it, if we can do something better let me know i am totally open to change for the good and i want to make sure we're taking good wisdom and applying it so any ideas you have are more than welcome i do not own all the good ideas in the world that is for sure
1: oh it's definitely not me yeah i get i get all the bad ideas in my head i'm like they're like at work what's the dumbest thing we can do let's ask casey he knows exactly he's is so dumb they'll make me think of something smart so i'm like the dumb guy so that way we get all the smart ideas so whenever dave thinks of something really smart it's only because i thought of all the dumb stuff we could do he cleaned the cross closet that out and last remaining is the one i did not think of it's the one dave implements and it works
0: that's it we do the whiteboarding and brainstorming and i make sure he lists everything and we do none of that
1: i think no, your dog is pushing the oh pushing, she is yeah
0: All right, let's readjust. Mavis, thank you. Sorry, people, if you're watching. All right, go ahead. What else we got? We want to cut this. What's the
1: future of the podcast? What are we looking at? What's uh, the destination we're going to?
0: Okay, destination. I never talk about numbers of downloads because I don't want to get obsessed. I am a super competitive person to myself. I am super goal-driven. And I think you can attest in the seasons we've been working together, I don't ever talk about that because I want to make sure we're bringing the best content and we are reaching as many people as we can, but we're not obsessing about numbers. So we do our work. God brings the increase. In season six, I want to reintroduce season one and two. We had sponsors. It was awesome. I didn't go after them. They came to us. In seasons three, four, and five, I've been too busy. So I just self-funded the show, paid it out of my pocket. And it costs money per episode. It it costs money. I mean, <laughs> it costs. It's not cheap. So I think in season six we're gonna reintroduce sponsors just to cover the hard costs. Not like we're cashing in. Make a little extra. We'll pair intern. And then after that, we're gonna go ahead and I might invest in more and actually marketing the show. Like we've let it grow organically. So now, you know, you can pay Facebook to advertise. You can pay Google to advertise. You can pay people to advertise. And again, we're not looking for the world's approval. We're not looking for status, but I want to have killer numbers in the sense of reaching more people. Like the more downloads you have, the more people are listening. The more people listening, the more people are hearing truth that's going to help them grow. So I don't ever need to be on, time magazines cover actually after the people they've had i probably don't want to be on time magazines cover. <laughs> but but i do want to help as many people as i can and whether people know my name or not I, that doesn't bother me but i just want to help people so that's that's the goal kind of take it to the next level in season six and really crank it up
1: so this is off the brand but weren't you kind of thinking of expan- having the podcast right and maybe going off of that and having a new company a new remember, but, remember talking about that. We
0: actually have another... Thank you, Casey. for bringing this up. We have a second podcast we started. And it's called Hanging Out with David Pasqualone and Friends. Right now, we have about seven episodes recorded. And when we get 10 episodes recorded, I'm going to go ahead and release that as a separate parallel podcast. And what that does is it's people that maybe weren't on the Remarkable People podcast... But the format's more direct, like, hey, what's going on in your life? What's happening now? You know, how can we help each other? And it's kind of that type of story. But then it's also an opportunity where we can bring guests back on from the Remarkable People podcast that you've already heard their story, but now they tell you what the update is. So, like, for instance, we mentioned Jeff Galvin. And he's working on the cure for cancer. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to be updated on that and what's going on. I mean, not sorry, the cure for HIV, not cancer. And and he's working on that actively. But then we have so many other guests that are phenomenal and changing the world for the better. We want to bring them back on and we want to re-interview them. The reason why that podcast hasn't been released yet is because I'm blunt. I've been just busy. There's 24 hours in every day, 366 days in the best year. The other six years have 365. So we all have the same amount of time and we just got to use it to the best of our ability. And right now, to the best of my ability, is a remarkable people podcast. But soon we will have hanging out.
1: Okay. That's not, I was I wasn't even talking about that. I totally forgot about that. I was, oh I was, oh. About, I was talking about interviewing people for like like the memorial kind of thing. So like oh, that's what I was talking about. That's the that's a business
0: venture, and that did stem from this, we've had several people who have used the podcast to write books from. So they took their episode and sent it to like a ghostwriter. I don't know if you know this, but most people, especially famous people don't write their books. They sit down, they have a discussion, they record it, and then a ghostwriter goes and types stuff in. And most of them embellish a lot, right? So your favorite Hollywood actor who wrote a book, they didn't write that book. But anyways, it's the story of their life, quote unquote. But what happened was, so we had several people use this to write books, like legit content. And then we had several people take it and they embed on their website as a autobiography of their life. So their clients and visitors know who they are. Well, that got me thinking that why don't we provide this as a service to people who are older and they want to record their stories and they want to record their basically legacy. And they don't want it to die. And they want to be able to bring this for generations of their family. So we started, I haven't finished naming it. I haven't even really released it yet. But legacy autobiographies is, legacy video audio biographies is where we're at right now with it. But basically we've done one. And the gentleman was able to sit down and we sat right there in that chair behind me because he was local. And for five hours, we just talked and had a good time. And his son was off camera, kind of helping his memory. And now his family has that forever. So that was a business venture that might come out of the podcast. But again, it wasn't planned. And that is people paying for it and it's completely private but that, that's what you're referring yeah, to yeah
1: i was referring to you know just just so we so you guys know that we don't make these videos or these this podcast and we don't learn from it so this is a this is a great example uh, that's why one day dave the spill it he, he doesn't know he didn't remember he doesn't know what question I was going to ask him Those was wrapped right on my head he's like he's mad he's gonna be mad at me no you <laughs> didn't need to spill that but so we know that when we listen to these we grow awesome so when we interview we grow also we grow with you guys so the more people we interview especially you small business people you know if you do the podcast and everything we grow like that so this, this is a practical example of us growing together and having that awesome I'm doing this weird curve motion in my hand <laughs> so if you're on if you're on the podcast you can't see it Woo! probably stop talking okay. squirrel squirrel
0: you just get distracted i know all right but anyways so Any other questions in turn case before we take this episode to a close?
1: Okay. So we talked about the podcast going on, right? What we want to hear where you personally outside the podcast are looking at going. So you moved here recently, Pensacola, Florida, you know, well, I shouldn't say recently you moved down from Oregon. We're here. What's the next direction. Is the podcast going to be a full-time thing? Are you going to keep doing your own personal business on, on the side? What do we What are we looking
0: at? Yeah, I mean, i that's a great question. The podcast, as far as I know, will continue, the Remarkable People podcast. We will continue to bring great content and just with the intent to share and be a tool that people can use to have that healthy catalyst in their life so they can overcome and have healing in so many of the areas. And it's going to be, you know, real content. Like all our episodes are evergreen. You can go back and search for a topic. You can search for a guest name. You can search for a keyword and you can get help. So like for me, I've struggled with depression for years. And when our guests talk about how they did it, man, it's such a blessing. And I've employed multiple of the guest suggestions and it's just bettered my life. So professionally, I'm a sales and marketing consultant. I mean, we do strategy, we do coaching, we do website design. And my next step is to bring the company to the next level. So I've gone consciously without employees and you're now you're calling me out. So there's accountability. Mm. My next step is to actually bring employees on where I still oversee and maintain a high level of quality for my clients, but to bring employees on. So We help keep our clients growing. And then with the client growth, we can help more clients. So I don't ever want to have a massive, me personally, I don't want to have a massive organization with 300 employees or 3,000 employees or 30,000 employees. I want to help a few families we can be close-knit with, get things done, help our clients and see everybody in our inner circle thrive and grow. I won't work with clients just for money. There has to be substance to it. So my personal, you know, clients, I have very few clients I work with them regularly. We have consistent growth and we have personal relationships. So again, I'm a marketing anomaly. I'm a marketing guy who doesn't market. <laughs> I just all referrals, all word of mouth, all friends or friends of friends who become friends and I've had the same clients for years, and that's a testament to God and each other that you know we might like each other at times, we might not like each other at times, but we're honest with each other and we're real. And most of the time we have great time we have a lot of fun. <laughs> so, but that's it. So, yeah, so that's where I'm going, just kind of grow to the next level. And I want to get back in shape another accountability. I haven't worked out since 2018. I need to get in shape so I can keep up with, you know, life and be strong and healthy. And then I want to travel more. So these BS COVID restrictions are a bunch of crap all over the world. Can't take a cruise, can't go to certain countries because I'm not taking that fake vaccine. So you learn a lot about me now. But yeah, I don't believe the vaccine works. I don't believe mass works. I don't believe COVID was naturally caused. I believe it was made by man. So that is what I believe. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. We have the ability to disagree. But right now, the people who don't agree with me are keeping me from traveling. And that makes me
1: very angry. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Apple bans us. <laughs> in, in two sentences, is exactly why. No, no,
0: no. This is exactly one why. word why God. Oh, okay. They are against God. Their whole logo is the apple with a bite out of it, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that represents? <laughs> Go read Genesis the defiance of Eve in the garden, biting that apple and Adam.
1: Some conspiracy theory right there. It's not. It is. (laughs) No, no, we don't need to get canceled by
0: Apple. (laughs) I don't care. God will continue us on. We don't need Apple. We don't need Google. Granted, they make life easier right now today, but at some point, buddy, we're all gonna be taken off. Oh, yeah. The government's gonna control the internet, they're gonna censor what they want. It's gonna be, you know, Hitler just in a different form at a larger scale. And those people might have fun for a few years on Earth, but they're going to burn in the lake of fire for eternity. So, sorry. Read Revelation. It explains it all. 1984.
1: Yeah. George Orwell. Great book. Great book. I can't read it in school now, though. So I'm just saying. Yeah, and
0: if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a book by George Orwell called 1984, and there's so many other books out there, so many other movies, and they predicted everything happening because it all comes from the Bible. And people say, I don't want to learn history. Well, you're a moron because if you don't know history, you're bound to repeat it. And even as a Christian, you need to figure something out. Look at the Bible. The Bible was written by over 40 different men and women Over hundreds of years, he spoke different languages in different countries, didn't know one another, and when it came together, it aligns perfectly. No flaw, no contradiction, right? Within that book, there's Old Testament and New Testament. The dividing line is Christ's crucifixion. So before Christ is the Old Testament, after Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, we have the New Testament, right? Now, the Old Testament is two-thirds of the Bible. The New Testament is one-third. There's a lot of emphasis that God put on the stories and the history so we can know the future. So if you're breathing, you should be paying attention to history so you know where the future is going. And right now, our governments around the world are very corrupt. And not just the normal political corruption, to a one-world order corruption— that the bible talks about so we can talk about that in another podcast
1: yeah one world religion one world order it's all in there if you don't believe me look what the pope's building and uh, somewhere in the arabic world it's called the one religion building just look it up okay that's all i have to do it's very interesting
0: very scary and very encouraging just depends on which side of the debate you're on yeah so that's it man any other questions before we close this up You know what? I'm I'm not that good of an interviewer, so we're just going to call it here. But I'm
1: glad we got an hour of content.
0: Yeah, man. No, it's been fun. Hopefully you found value in this. And if not, you will find value next week when we pick (laughs) up with Victoria Volk. So I'm David Pasqualone. This is Intern Casey. And we are thankful you're here. We're thankful to share a hundred episode celebration with you. And if we can help you in any way please don't hesitate to ask. You can reach out to me on the website, davidpasqualone.com. You can reach out to me through the contact us page and we will do anything we can to help you. Other than that, we will catch you in next week's episode. And between now and then, feel free to go back and binge listen to the other 99 episodes out there. All right? Have a great day. We love you. And like our slogan says, don't just listen to great content, but do it. Repeat it each day so you can have a great life in this world and more than anything at eternity to come. So again, I'm David Pasqualone. This is Casey Whitaker. And we'll catch you next week. Ciao. The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. The Remarkable People Podcast. Listen do repeat for life